When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following production is brought to you by The Talkin' Buds Leave Show. Here we go, Talkin' Buds Leaf Show. I thought it's a unique opportunity given this two games in 12 days trip to Sweden to sort of reflect on what has been the opening month of the season and where we could where we currently stand with this team like sort of a holistic conversation of how we're feeling about this current roster how they've done in the first month what we like what we don't like I think we should start, though, with, with the back-to-back wins this past weekend over Calgary and Vancouver. Two really good wins. I mean, they let Calgary come back. They blew a 4-1 lead against Calgary, but ultimately end up getting the win. And then you said this to me on Saturday night via text, and I saw a lot of people sharing the same sentiment on Twitter that you thought the Saturday night win against Vancouver was the best win of the season. Yeah, it was, because they only allowed two goals. They, if you want to talk about toughness, there was guys standing up for each other all over the ice, and it wasn't even dirty hits. It was clean hits, but when they saw their teammate got rocked, they came in. They dropped the mitts. They got two penalties. They gave up two goals on those two penalties. I thought the Giordano instigator was a little weak. It's like that. That that. I thought they dropped their gloves at the same time, but I mean, and then, yeah, then they just, they had depth scoring. They had, like, it was everything that they've been missing in that game like it, all year it's been Nylander and, and all those guys contributing like how they normally contribute but that game it was depth scoring Samsonov showed up guys were sticking up for each other shit you don't see all the time with this hockey team so I think that's why walking away from that game I was like I'm almost kind of like sad that they like went on a trip in a way because I thought they could have really built off that win going into this week playing a normal schedule but you could look at it the reverse, that this is a really unique trip that is like a bonding trip for the team and everyone in that dressing room. It's like, uh, this is pretty crazy. Like, they, they literally only play two games in 12 days. It's almost like kind of a, I don't want to say a break because you're flying overseas, but like, it is kind of a mini break in a way. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty pumped to like watch them, watch the game, see what they look like. Uh, the The times are actually Fridays are going to be a little tricky, but Sunday I'll be yeah. up. Sunday's actually an amazing sports day because yeah. you got a Leaf game that pushes you right into NFL Sunday. Yeah, like that. Those those are sweet, and yeah, it's going to look cool. And I'm, I'm like, it's cool that they went over there. Usually they don't they don't send. I mean, this is the first time the NHL has really done something like this think so uh in season someone will correct us but yeah this is the first time i remember it being in season it's the first time the leafs have ever done anything like yes, this so yes yes games there you that go. like games that 
matter. Like they're yeah. playing actual games that count in the standings over there. Yeah. Yeah, it's not so. just it's not just cuz they do the international series in the preseason. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's a, I'm kind of uh I'm kind of excited to get up at 7:30 in the morning on Sunday and watch uh Leafs is it, is it it's the Red Wings they play on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. They play the Red Wings on Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern and then Minnesota Sunday at 8 a.m. Eastern. It's funny. I was listening to this on the radio, listening to someone say this on the radio yesterday about how, you know, if you look at um, the first month of the season, you know, Matthews has 13 goals and Nylander is like, has literally has a point in every game this season. And there's tons of positives. Tavares has had a pretty good start. Um, Riley's been good. Giordano at 40 years old has been a, uh, like, a, like you mentioned it earlier, the fight um, against Vancouver the other night and like picking his team up and his comments after the game about how like, you know, this is something we discussed and like, you could like, we're, we talked about this and I'm living it. And we yeah. said we were going to do this. So I'm going to fucking do it like that. Tons of positives yet. All people really want to talk about is Bobby McMahon on the fourth line in place of Ryan Reeves. It's just the most leaf thing ever. It's like the fourth line is dominating conversation within this fan base. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Classic. Like, yes, it's the most leaf, uh, yeah, leaf nation thing of all time. I know. I know. Cause it's just something cause we just know what everyone else is going to do. So when somebody else comes in and does something that we've never seen before and holds a shiny toy in front of our eyes, we all get, fucking distracted all the time but i will say like all year i've been saying what who cares about a fourth line guy who plays five minutes like i like reeves out there because he's reeves but i mean you, you'd have to be you you have to be the most like i have to be skip bayless to, to, to sit here and say that bobby mcmahon on that line did not it made a huge difference yeah. like it made a massive difference like they they were they actually looked like a line that could play hockey. <laughs> like I, I, I will eat my words on that one. Like, I mean, there's going to be one game this year where you hope that guy's down there punching somebody's face in, no doubt. But well, that was my next question: is how do you deploy him going forward? Because it's he shouldn't he shouldn't be in the lineup every night. No, he shouldn't. I, I would, I would, I would go. I would sit down out at the front office. Sit down. I would go through every roster in the NHL and circle every single like heavy heavyweight in the league that potentially plays on kind of like a dirty team and those would be the games I'd consider throwing them in. Because you could make the argument that Vancouver was taking liberties with him out of the lineup and that's why Giordano stepped in and that's why Domi stood up for Nick Robertson, which as a side, Nick Robertson has looked really really good since they've called him up. That is one thing that he has to improve on, man. Is just being more aware aware out there. He got rocked again. Yeah, I, I was like, surprised he didn't like chip that puck off the boards a little bit sooner. Yeah, like he just just gotta like just he's gotta learn though. Yeah, like, he, he got he got he got injured last year by getting himself destroyed, and then he got destroyed again. So it's just you can like, tell he's he, no like Mitch Marner is like obviously a little bit bigger than he is, but. You never see Mitch Marner get rocked, you know, no. like, like he's also a smaller player who could get hit by these bigger dudes, but you never find him in that position to do that, which I kind of give Nick Robertson credit for because he actually is going to like, quote unquote, the hard areas of the ice if he is getting hit like that. But yeah, he's got to be careful because he could end up with another separated shoulder. Yeah. Not. And I think 
Frank Corrado did a really good video on on in on Twitter, just kind of breaking down improvements in Nick Robertson's game and how he how he plays in the defensive zone and in the offensive zone. And I think that's the next evolution is it, for him to be a, a full time pro is. You're putting all these things together. You're being more responsible when you're out there as to where you're positioned and who you're covering and where you are and, and all that stuff. The next thing is just keep your head up, man. Like the, like he's been a really nice ad since he's come up and he's kind of got Max Domi going. The last thing you want is for this guy who has a checkered history of injuries to just like, we need you in the lineup, Nick. Yeah, but he, what I'm he's trying to also say. got. I think his number one priority right now is to like contribute offensively. Like I know you got to be responsible all over the ice, but if for for a guy, well, you can't contribute offensively if you're going to get rocked. Yeah, but I'm happy. I, I feel like his confidence will grow in terms of like improving on other parts of his game if he's like doing what he's supposed to be doing, which is contributing a point here or there, and and being a guy who's a scoring threat. Like I feel like just him contributing getting a point in every single game that he's played in since he's been up like that's just going to leap bleed into other parts of his game and he's just going to gain more confidence and he's going to he's going to get better so what, hopefully he doesn't die what, before that <laughs> what did you make of um Nikita Zadorov's agent coming out after the game and saying he's requested a trade and then said something along the lines of, what exactly did he say? He said something along the lines of, get your Leaf tickets or something like that? Like, he basically came out after the game and said his 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 camp requested a trade. I'm trying to find the tweet where his agent said something where, like, he related it to the Leafs. And then Friedman reported on 32 Thoughts that an unnamed Leaf player said to Zadorov on the ice, you're exactly what we need here. I, I want to hear the, the the dork's take on this guy. The dork's take on this guy is he's a he's basically a, a slightly better version of Luke Shen. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So it's like he's kind of Luke Shenny. So don't. And this is where it gets interesting with with tree living as opposed to Dubis. And I kind of had this thought the other night. Like, say what you want about Dubis, and when he was here. You and I were kind of on opposite ends of the fence with Kyle Dubas. And since Dubas has left, I've sort of come around to your way of thinking, just looking at hindsight at some of the moves he made. But one thing, and I'm not saying Tree Living will do this, but one thing about Kyle Dubas that I always had faith in is that he was never going to overpay for anybody. He always found a way to make a deal and give up. Yeah, you, mean, you mean a trade? A, a trade, yes. Yeah. He was never going to over, yes. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Contract negotiations are a completely different thing. I'm talking about in, in a trade. I mean, he did give up a ton of first-round draft choices, but he was never going to give... Like, um, somebody said this week that whenever Tree Living engages somebody in a in a trade discussion, the conversation starts with Matthew Nyes. And that's a hard, hard no for me. So again, long-winded way of saying, I always had faith that Dubas wasn't going to give up, like, one of the Leafs' most prized possessions. I just hope Tree Living, in, in an attempt to fix the defense, doesn't move a nice that, that's, a, that's a the... Robertson. And listen, I'm not opposed to eventually trading Nick Robertson if if it if down the line you just it just ends up that's what you have to do. But right now, I think he's playing so well, and we're finally getting a real look at him. Don't don't move him now. So basically, what I'm trying to say is, I I really hope. 
it's clear they want to fix the defense. It's clear Tree Living is working the phones, has some lines in the water to try and bring a defenseman in here. I just really hope they don't overpay for a guy like Nikita Zadorov, who on a on a good team is a is a four. Yeah. Yes. He's, yes. Like the hit he laid on um Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi. Like that's what you want to see more of. It's just like a big dude who's physical, who can clear out in front of the net, but like He's a third pair defenseman, like on a really good team, you know. Like I just, I, they're they're not gonna do that. They're not gonna trade anybody. Like it, Zadorov has no like leverage in this situation at all. Like he's just he's asked for a trade. What are the Flames gonna do? Like just trade him immediately? Like no, they're gonna they're gonna have to like wait. It's not easy. Like you know what makes a trade in in November? Like, I don't know what they're expecting. Shortly after the game on Friday, Zadorov's agent, Dan Milstein, tweeted, here comes Zadorov trade, get your Leafs forever. No, here comes Zadorov train, get your Leafs forever tickets today. We are gold star. How does that even mean? I don't know. Well, peop- I guess he's trying to link them to the Leafs and the history with tree living. And the fact that it's it's clear as day what the Leafs need, which is more defensive depth. But again, as we keep saying, this is not a guy I think you overpay for. I was having a conversation with somebody about this the other day. This team is, is they're fucked. Like, they got nothing. They can't do anything. Like, they literally have to do nothing. This year is almost, like, that roster you have up on your laptop right now, that's the roster. Yep. Like, you can't do anything else. You can't give up anything more unless it's, like, a one-for-one like, if you really want to sit down, because the only guy who's worth any little thing that you would be okay with getting rid of is Robertson. Yeah. Which is like, I know he's had a nice four games here, but let's not pretend like he's a goat. Like, he's he's the one guy who can be traded, and I'm not going to, like, be upset about it. Because it's just, ha- it hasn't worked here. But other than that, it's like, you can't, they cannot give up any more draft picks. They, like, what that idiot did, who's now sitting in Pittsburgh, has ruined the future of this hockey team. Like, they can't do anything. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold the phone. I agree that in terms of prospect capital, in terms of draft picks, yes, he traded away a lot of first-round draft picks. However, I agree with you that it's going to be really hard to significantly change the DNA of this roster this season. I think as you get closer to the deadline, you hope that a team that's willing to sell is willing to sell for for a cheaper price, and you can you don't have to pay a king's ransom for a depth defenseman. Yeah, but he, and that's what you got to hope. Mm. However, you're going into next off season. You've got a ton of contracts I'm coming about off this the, season. Yes, yes, yeah. No, I completely yeah, agree with yeah. your point that yeah. this year, I I, it's going to be very 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 challenging to significantly change the DNA of this team. At best, you're probably looking at bringing in a Zadorov type, which is a depth 3-4-5 defenseman, and that's the best you're probably going to be able to do, which full circle, don't overpay for that. But as we move into the future, with the salary cap finally finally projected to go up a significant amount in the next season, I'm pretty sure it's like $5-6 million the cap's supposed to go up, 
You have a bunch of contracts coming off the books. I was talking to someone about this yesterday. You and I are doing our full Elliot Friedman impression yeah. today. You know, I was speaking to a, a, an executive about this yesterday. Um, I was talking to someone about this yesterday. If you look at this team's window, because last week I was talking about a cup window. You look at this team's window, okay? Their window is Austin Matthews' contract. Would you agree with that? Uh, the the next. The, the four, more I watch William Nylander play, the the light. You know, he's got he's yeah doesn't have a contract yet either. But yeah, I, I I have a new opinion on who the best player is on this team. But but the more but like if you watch if you watch if you really sit back and think about it. In my opinion, this team's cup window is the next just five under years. five seasons of Austin Matthews. Okay. Yeah. If you look at if you go on cap friendly and you look at it, at the end of next season, you have Tavares 11 million coming off the books. Look at all these UFA deals that are up at the end of this year with the cap projected to go up. You have an opportunity here to significantly with with newfound cap space and potentially moving out a piece or two, significantly redo your roster. But it, with respect to this season, it's you're right. It's really going to be challenging to to really reshape the DNA of this hockey yeah, team. You, you, just, in- you just made my point for me. It's like, what's the point of even going to get a Zadorov? Like, there, yeah, there is no point. Think about all the players they've grabbed over the past couple seasons at the deadline. You know what it's done for them? Nothing. Well, uh, well, what is the point of getting rid of even a fourth-round pick, a third-round pick for a def- defenseman? It actually does not matter. It does not matter. It well, will not make a difference. Well, the point is improving your team, but but like, it's not good enough. No, but no like, but like we've been talking about for the last few minutes, you cannot overpay for that. That's that's the point. Like you, they really do have to sit tight here. Tree Living really does have to sit high, tight here. And if he sees an opportunity to bring in a better piece, a better defenseman, and not have to pay a king's ransom, then you take it. But if people are going to start trying to take your dice, take your Robertsons, take another first-round draft choice, whatever, then you just got to stand pat, and you just got to ride this out. The, 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 the likelihood of them trading Matthew Nyes is 0%. Oh, no, he's he's untouchable. It's 0%. I also heard the other day that Easton Cowan in the uh, organization is untouchable as well. I would say that this season is, I don't know if this sounds stupid, but it's almost like a retool. Like, yeah, like they're not winning the Stanley Cup this year. I don't even know if they're going to win a round this year. And I'm, like, coming to to grips that like that's fine because it's just like they they can't do anything like you just mentioned all those things are going to happen in the future that oh that little loser just like just ran this team's opportunity in that window into the ground and yeah they're still competitive team they're probably going to make the playoffs but there's no way that they are winning a stanley cup there's no way that they can do anything and i don't want them to do anything like this season's just about watching the best hockey player on your team's contract number go higher and higher and higher and higher after every game. So how about you worry about how much you're going to pay that guy? And then just like what's there's no point in adding anything to this roster because it's just it's been proven in the past small changes do not make a difference. Something needs to happen on a on a grander scale for anything to change on this hockey team. And unfortunately, 
Number 91's contract isn't up after this season, which kind of makes me sad, but that's kind of where... But but the cap is going up, and they're going to have a ton of additional cap space to play with. You're right. The, the, gonna... the, real, the real significant change to their cap is going to come in two years when Tavares is 11 and million. Comes, and too. Marner. And Marner. And, but Tavares... But here's the thing. Like, you look at potentially negotiating with Marner and where that's going to go, and you're not as like... Like, there's no way they are re-signing John Tavares for anything more than $5 million. Like, there's there's no no way that no, they're... they're going to play hardball. With oh, there's no, no way. And yeah. I, honestly, I could see him potentially taking a deal that is under $5 million. Like, I, he's not doing the, the 7 Hundred and seventy five thousand thing. He's not, but I could. And he's not worth. In fairness, like the guy is still yes producing at a level. Like if you were to get his production at what it should should have been all this all along, at least like eight million. I guess like yes, that that's another three million they could have played with the whole time. I don't think he's not worth seven hundred grand. No, still worth something. Exactly. And and I do. I truly think maybe this is arrogant Leaf fan talking, but I truly think that he would be open to re-signing here at a much lower price because his whole life is here. And he's, like, established himself as a Toronto Maple Leaf now. And so signing a, a, another two, three-year deal at four, five, six million dollars to me seems seems a lot more likely than him going out and chasing another nine, ten million somewhere else. I just don't see that happening. But to your point, that's when the real change with this roster is going to actually take place. So now, I think what you hope for for the rest of the season is keep your lines in the water, see if you can make a deal to bring in a defensive piece that isn't going to cost you an arm and a leg. If you can't, then you hope that this coaching staff can get this team to play the way they played against Vancouver on Saturday night, and that's the best version of this team where you're playing better defensively, you're getting good goaltending, you're sticking up for yourselves, you're getting depth scoring. Like That's, that's what you hope. That's the best version of this team is making the playoffs, finishing in the top three in the division, and another roll of the dice once yeah, the playoffs starts. That's rule. the best version of this team this year, I think. Yeah. And that's okay. Like We're not sitting here saying, I think that's a huge difference. You hit on this a few minutes ago, and you're, you're so right. I think that's the difference between watching them this year and in previous years. Is I'm okay with that. I think with knowing what we know about where the league is going and where their cap situation is going in the future and knowing that they have Matthews re-signed for another four seasons after this one and knowing that all everyone is reporting is that Nylander does not want to go anywhere. And so... Literally the best hockey player on planet Earth right now, in my opinion. Yes, so all everyone is saying is that he doesn't want to go anywhere. So is it 10 million? Is it 11 million? I don't know, but... With like I said, with all this, with all these factors coming into fruition, they're going to get it done with him, and then you just gotta, you just gotta play the rest of this year out. Yeah, I mean, I did have somebody make the argument to me that like, why would they re-sign him if, uh, if it's the same thing every year? It's like, oh my god, this guy, no, this yeah. guy. I mean, a couple of years ago, I would have had, or even even a year ago, I might have had that opinion. But watching this guy play right now, like he is the best he's, player he's, on the team. Like he's, he's, he is electric. He is past. Mitch Marner on the depth chart in terms of like, I I think if you were going to look at their internal organizational depth chart, like I agree with you that at this point in time, yeah, I think through the first 15 games, he's the best player, the the best player on the team. I know Austin has more goals, but Austin really only scored in three games this season. If you're going to look at their internal depth chart, 
You'd have Matthews still as your franchise piece. And then in my personal opinion, I think Nylander is past Marner. And there's some there's somebody who's in the comments who's going to disagree with me on that and spaz well, on me about that. I don't think anyone could really disagree with that I think right Nylander's now. past Marner. And I think you, you've seen one of the things uh, that I think Nylander has going for him over Marner. Jeff O'Neill talked about this on the panel the other night. Is he's a, there's a, He's a bigger body. So in the past... He would curl away and give up on plays, but now because he's sort of like yeah, his confidence, yeah, his gets confidence is through every, the roof, yeah, it's, it's, and his body's getting bigger. He's kind of grown into himself a little more. He's not afraid to go in and lean on a guy and get the puck back. And I think that's a huge difference between him and Marner. And he's taking the puck to the net. Yes, like how many, and every time it's on his stick, like even in in the in the Nylander days where everyone was like so frustrated watching, I him, hated him. You couldn't have you couldn't deny the zone entry ability and like his talent in that regard. But now you add the fact that his confidence is through the roof. His He's grown into his body. He's a much more dominant player out there. I do think, I think he's past Marner on the depth chart. And I think he, he has physical characteristics that make him, that have helped him pass Marner on the depth chart. Five years ago, I hated this guy. Oh, Rewind to I, I used rewind to, to seasons on one and two of the Talking Buds Leaf Show and listen to you just tee off on yeah. William Nylander. I used to get on here and just lay into the guy. Like I couldn't stand him. I thought he was useless. I thought, yeah, he was he was a skilled player, but he's just like it's just not the type of guy you want as a as a person you need to lean on. Like he just didn't have the characteristics that I thought a hockey player needed to be successful, but. I, I've never seen a, a a guy get in the league who is who's skilled, but like gets better every single year, especially the past three seasons. Like just every single game, it's like he's getting better, and it's he's like what is he twenty seven now? He's gonna be turning twenty eight next year. Like he's man, like he's just getting better every game, and he's just an unstoppable force right now. Yeah, he is. It's, he's incredible. It's really, it's really amazing. It's really. I've talked about it before. I'll say it again quickly. He is such a um, a character study in, in what confidence does to somebody. He's yeah. just, oh, yeah. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even stronger. But five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this November. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS. License partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. LA, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. 
Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, well, one thing I do, there's a couple things that they need to get better going into the next little bit here. Their goaltending has been awful this year. Yeah. I think, I know Joe Wall has played well a couple times, but... At the end of the day, it just hasn't been good enough from either guy, especially Samson off. They're pal- had, you're right. They've had moments here and there, but yeah. yeah. Like Wall's played really well in the two times he's come in against Tampa. And he and he's overall he's I'm actually pretty happy with what I've seen from him. But at the end of the day, it's still not good enough. Yep. Their penalty kill is is, is like horrific. Ron Wilson horrific. era horrific penalty kill. Like horrific. it's absolute garbage. Yep. Twenty seventh in the league. Yeah. They're just trying stop trying to score on every <laughs> shorthanded play. Like I know you have the ability to, but stop because guys are out of position and you're giving up way too many goals. Well, and that's the thing that people highlighted about Saturday against Vancouver is Giordano takes the instigator penalty. It's such a huge moment for your team. You're like, look at, like, stuck up for us. They he can't win. Fought the young buck, and then yeah. that's a penalty. No, it's, it's, no, they, you need to go out there and kill that penalty for your teammate, that, yeah. for, for your 40 year old teammate. But like, it, you can't yeah. win in terms of people being like, oh, this is why you don't do it. Oh, power play. It's like, but, no. Yeah, no, the, the I don't know. I, I don't know what they're doing in practice. Like, well, are, are we practicing this? Like, I don't, I don't know what they're, it's, they're lost out there. They're just trying to score. It's like, stop trying to score on shorthanded. Like, it, it is going to happen. Like you have skilled players who are going to score shorthanded. But stop trying to do it every single second of every penalty kill. 26th in the league, goals allowed. Yeah, like, the, the D has been awful. Like, like, like you're, you're celebrating the whole team D. Like, the, the actual D, the forwards playing D, all of it has been atrocious. Yeah. You're celebrating... Uh, Saturday against Vancouver that you only allowed two goals. That's like a huge win for this team so far. This well, I season. mean, yeah, like I mean, any game you can give up two goals, like that's that's the goal. Yeah, like that's, yeah, like they just that they got to get better at that. Yep. Um, I think they they're, they're on to something. Obviously, the big storyline through the first couple of weeks was the fact that they were getting zero offense from their depth forwards, and I think they really, you know, a guy that's also a concern too. You know, a guy who I am going to sit here and just. Give him his due. Callie Yarncroke. I have ranted and raved at times about having Callie Yarncroke on the top line. Well, he doesn't belong on the top line. Well, no, I know. But just putting this guy in situations that I didn't want him in. But he really is Sheldon's Swiss Army knife. You can put him anywhere. They were they were doing last week when they were benching Reeves. They were double shifting Yarncroke. So he's playing on the third and fourth line. And he looks good every time he's out there. They found a spot for him. He settled in nicely with Domi and Robertson, who, like, you've got Robertson, who's essentially a rookie, and you've got Domi, who, it's he's way more engaged in, in a better 200-foot player as a centerman, but it, the knock on him is that he's his 200-foot game isn't great, so you've got a defensively responsible guy in Yarncroke on that line who's chipped in for a couple of goals as well. So that, that third line has shown some promise, which is really good. And to bring this full circle to the top of this episode, Bobby McMahon, like you put Bobby McMahon out there with Noah Gregor and it's two guys who can really skate and it made a huge difference on that fourth line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You had the stats up earlier. Yarncroke's like a plus eight. Yes. Riley's a, Riley's a plus nine. Yes. 
Like Morgan Riley's a plus nine on a team that's given up a shit ton of goals, yes. which just shows you that this guy is not on the ice when goals are think, going against. Listen, we we've shit on the defense. Everyone has shit on the defense, but I think for the most part, there's three NHL caliber defensemen. Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, and Mark Giordano have all been pretty good. And I thought Lilligren was was sort of starting to round into form before he got hurt. Yeah. So I mean, Domi's got nine assists in yeah. fifteen games. Like, listen, that's, I'm that's I, a pretty good. That's I'm a pretty decent pace. I'm pulling for Max. I yeah, me really too. am. I'm really pulling for. It's not like the, the way like we've touched on Tyler Bertuzzi a little bit. I feel differently about Max, and it's totally because of the nostalgia. There was just something about that last name. In a tilt, in a, in a tilt yeah. at, at that arena on a Saturday night the other night, that was just like all all the feels. Whereas Bertuzzi, I found him to be kind of a, a, a suck at sometimes and, and oh. unlikable. But he, that's another thing too. Tyler Bertuzzi, you need way more from him oh. as you continue, like way, way more. more. He's he's. I think you know they brought him in with the intention of having him on the line with Matthews and Marner. That didn't work out. Nye seems to be fitting in pretty nicely yeah, there. So absolutely, let's Bertuzzi seemingly is getting a little more comfortable as each game goes on with Tavares and Nylander. Tyler Bertuzzi, though, man, he's the classic example of a guy where we could sit here till we're blue in the face all season and go. That's what happened to Morgan Riley? This last guy's. Year. This guy's. Mid, this guy's mid. What a disappointment! What like he hasn't fit in. What's his problem? What's his problem? Then he scores a big OT goal in April and May, and you're just like, let's go. That's cool. That you just earned your five point yeah, four. That's that's what Morgan. That was Morgan Riley's season last year. Yes, was was that? So, yes. I mean, I was gonna say so. The, the, five point like five for Bertuzzi, not five point four. The the goal that like nice on the top line. The goal he scored the other. I forget what game it was. We're like. Somebody sauced it out of midair, and he like batted it down in front of the net, yeah. and then put it in. He, like that kid, this guy is elite in yeah. the ozone. Yeah, oh, no, I don't know about elite, but like he's got a very got, high ceiling yes, in terms upside. of making plays happen in the offensive zone. Totally agree. Tons, tons of offensive upside. Yeah. Tons. Yeah, just tons. like hard on pucks, is skilled, and has like all big the ability body. to score. Yeah, big body. 20, 30 goals in this league for him, a long time. Him and Matthews. I heard a I heard a good point made during overdrive yesterday about you know just and I, and I just wanted to touch on it because I thought it was a really good point because we talked last week about you know bringing in Reeves and how one guy doesn't change your overall team toughness and then I I referenced Giordano's comments after the game the other night about how like we talked about this and I'm gonna live it and then you have Max Domi sticking up for his rookie winger Matthew Nyes is a rookie and if someone takes a shot at him. Matthews is going to have to go in there and and stick up for him. Like like he's going to have to but that's that's that is the okay. change cuz cuz it ain't it ain't going to be Marner. It ain't going to be it's Marner. It's not going to be Matthews either. It's hopefully hopefully there's a defenseman on the ice well, who's But that's that's the change. Capable. <laughs> that's the change you you want to see. And that's the type of thing that Mark Giordano is trying to get to ripple through the rest of his team. Like if like last year, Sam Bennett slams Matthew Nye's head into the ice. Yeah, they were out of someone, the league. Someone has to go over and do something about that. And and the guys who he plays with, it, it's just you just know Rob, it's not if you, be if you think <laughs> if you think Austin Matthews is going to do that, 
Go watch the replay of Steven Stamkos punching him in the head eight (laughs) times before he finally decided that he was going to somewhat fight back. Yeah, yeah. He literally got punched like four times. And then he was like, all right, I guess I'm going to fight. And then he got his ass kicked. Just, I I don't understand. Well, I mean, I understand why Marner doesn't want to fight because Marner still looks like he's 14 years old. But I just don't understand how can you sit on the bench? And I, I get it's not your game. And I get not, and, and it's not even necessarily about dropping the mitts. Like the, the dome he fight the other night, that wasn't like a huge, like knockdown, drag him out tilt, but that was I just. Thought, I thought Ian Cole kind of, I thought that was kind of like a chicken shit fight. In yeah. A way. He but just that, held him against the boards for a minute. Exactly. But that was just, that was just like, hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fucking let you get away with this. Yeah. And it's just like, how can you watch your 40 year old, Veteran defenseman making eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly. Go out there and land haymakers. Yeah, yeah. He he got one really good yeah, shot on a guy tail. nearly half his age. Yeah, because he's such a fucking leader. Yeah, that he's just not going to. He wants it. So, this guy has won a Norris Trophy. <laughs> has like is probably going to go to the Hall of Fame. Is like has done just about everything you can do in the league, other 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 than win the Stanley Cup. He's making eight hundred grand. You know how easy it is for him to just skate back and go, "I'm forty years old." But what does he do? He gets in there and he is landing haymakers. Yeah, and you're just on the bench. Like they're all up and they're all clapping and they're all banging their sticks. It's like, yeah, man, like fuck, like. That's what you do. You'll be all right. Like, you'll take a couple shots. You'll be all right. Like, what are you so scared yeah, of? Yeah, honestly, that's, you You will be all right. You'll be fine. Like, you'll, have, you'll have a black eye at worst. And guess like, what? Guess what? Most of the guys that you're going to get in a script, like, pick, okay, pick a pick a goon in the league, okay? Arbor Jack Eye. Yeah. Tanner Janot. Like, or even a Reeves. Like, Reeves doesn't go out and fight the other team's best players. So if you're if you're Matthews or you're Marner and you end up in a scrum with somebody, it's probably going to be somebody around the same caliber of player as you. Yeah, yeah. You'll be like, fine. You can't go and give Kucherov a, yeah, a little shot. Yeah, you can't go and give, like, what are you scared of? I know, I know. It's like... You're, if you can block a shot, yes. like if with with your face, blocking a shot is a thousand times more frightening. <laughs> yeah, I know. If you're standing in front of like an Ob Ov clapper, <laughs> like you can't take one little punch to the face. You can't take a, f- a glove face wash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like you're true. that scared of it. I know. It's so. And you know true, who else man. this goes for too? The captain of the hockey team. Another guy. There's a scrum in front of the net. Oh, anyways, I didn't mean to tee off on them because like, (laughs) no, it's true. I I loved the passion of like, this guy's 40 and he's making 800 grand. Yes. And he's he's not like, he's not like a journeyman guy in the league. He literally is a former Norris trophy winner. He's done everything except win the big one. He does not need to do that, but he's such a fucking leader. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I'd go, if I'm Sheldon, I'm walking up to John, ripping that off his fucking chest and going and putting it on Giordano's fucking chest. Yeah. God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they gotta. Anyways, which which is kind of an argument to go trade a couple draft picks for a big yes dude in Calgary. Yes. To yes. be honest with you, yes. like like or or like 
It would have been great to have kept Luke Shen, but you weren't. Nashville just overpaid for him. Yeah. So yeah. It's just, it right, just is what it is. I've let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. This right. episode started off rough. <laughs> you know what the worst part is? Is we just went on an epic rant there at the end, and there's so many people that aren't going to get to see it <laughs> no. because they're going to watch the first five minutes of this and go, this is fucking horrendous. <laughs> what an awful watch slash listen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, it's my true. God. Uh, it's true. Anyways, if you don't feel that way and you haven't yet liked or subscribed, please do so now. If you're listening to the audio version, leave a review. Also, follow us in the so on our socials. The link to our Instagram and TikTok is in the uh, title below. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time.